0: Welcome to The Homegirls, four top producing mega realtors, moms, wives, and friends talking about real estate and real life. Angela, Kristen, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all real estate agents and would be honored to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Join us as we drop a new episode every Monday anywhere podcasts are aired in real life on YouTube and connect with us every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at homegirlsco. Thanks for listening. We love you.
1: So my name is Rachel Adams Lee and I'm super excited to be here. Um, My story starts eight years ago, so I'm gonna like take you back. Um, So I got into real estate, in February of 2012. This is like when short sales were around and REOs and everybody's like, don't go into real estate. Um, my grandma was a broker. My dad was a broker. And I always said I would never, ever go into real estate. So famous last words, right? Um, so I was actually working a full-time job at the time, eight years ago. Um, I was in a My life looked very different. I was in a super unhealthy marriage. Um, my ex-husband was 80% disabled and 50% was PTSD from the Marine Corps. So I spent my days like you know, at this real estate office, like you can do it. Have a great day. Good job on your listing. And then I'd go home and like cry myself to sleep. So it was a very challenging time in my life. And yet they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So I knew, I knew I needed to change. Um, I heard about this class called bold coming to Keller Williams in a few months. So I was like, you know what? I see these paychecks coming through. There's so much more than I'm making. And at that point, I'm like paycheck behind a paycheck. Everybody's like, oh, I'm paycheck to paycheck. I'm like, oh, my friends. I'm paycheck behind a paycheck. Like I'm borrowing money from everybody I know. Like life was, it was tough. Um, And... So, I decided to get licensed. um, And my dad was like, just make sure no matter what, you know, if you get into real estate, you have six months of savings before you quit your job. I'm like, absolutely, daddy, of course. Um, And then I go to the first step of bold and I hear this quote that kind of rocked my world. And it was, um, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Right. So, I'm always in a scarcity mindset that I can't quit my job. It's safe. I know exactly how much money's coming in. But then it was like, what if I did quit my job? What if I adopted this abundant mindset? There's no cap on how much money I could make and like I would get to create my own destiny. Um, So I put my two weeks in. Um, I did not have that six months of savings. I was still paycheck behind a paycheck. Um, And I actually had a home inspector sponsor me through that class because it was like 800 bucks and all my credit cards were maxed. Um, My first year in real estate was brutal. Like, There's no other way to put it. I door knocked 200 doors a week. And I did three open houses a week. Um, I did that for the first seven months, eight months, I'm sorry, of my career. So door knock, 200 doors, three open houses every single week. And it took me four months to close my first deal. So you have to imagine like the, the grit and determination that I had, but I truly, I was in a miserable marriage and I was like 30 pounds overweight and I like, I'm only five feet tall. So like, I, I'm not growing this way. I only grow this way. And I was like, this is really tough. Um, and yet I that first year i sold 39 listings so none in the first four months but then was able to sell 39 houses and then 109 then 123 um and that's when i hit wall street's top 1000. Um, i've had so many learning lessons in real estate i've had like really big teams where i'm like oh my gosh the more people the better and then i realized like at the end of the day i would rather be small and profitable versus big and broke and so i've done it all like comparing myself to other people and like just all the things right so I really figured out what makes me happy, and what makes me happy is listings. Um, so I'm the lead listing agent on the team. We have twelve people on our team right now. Um, we have, let's see, uh, four full time agents, and then we have admin, um, video marketing, social. Like I handle all the social for the team. Um, so I now, I mean, life looks really different. I'm eight years into the industry. The last five years, I've been top one thousand in the country. Um, I am a, I'm a coach as well. So I am super passionate. So I um, let's see, almost five years ago, I met my husband, Ryan, um, we swiped right on Tinder. So it does work just for the doubters out there. Um, and we, um, he, we do everything together. So we work together. We, so we're like partners in life and business. Um, And so we have four different six figure businesses and all of them are widely grown through social media. So we have the real estate team, then I have my real estate coaching business, um, which mostly honestly is a lot, it's real estate and it's also a lot geared towards social media because that's how I built a lot of my business. Um, And then we have, I'm public speaking. So normally I travel about 60% of the year, obviously with COVID that's shifted right now. Um, but I travel a lot. And then I also have, um, I believe in multiple streams of income. So we have a anti-aging shampoo company and we have about 6,000 people on that team. Um, and it's so, so fun. Like I just, I'm such a believer in like living this life by design, right? Like And to me, that means the life by design is doing what you want to do when you want to do it with who you want to do it with. And that's like what I'm after, right? So it's just, it's so much fun and I love it. And most exciting thing in my life, like hands down, um, I'm a mama to a nine month old little baby boy named Henry. And so he's like my quarantine buddy, most high maintenance quarantine buddy. Um, But yeah, that's kind of, that's my gig. That's what I do and kind of who I am.
0: That is a lot. And to hear that you have multiple streams of income, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. How do you- um, so Go ahead. Just the thing with the multiple streams is I was um, a baby agent. I was like two years in and Gary Keller, who owns Keller Williams, he said he was on stage and he said the average millionaire has seven streams of income. And he empowered all of us. He said, How many streams do you have? And he's like, I'm not just talking about like your 401k, like how many ways are you making income come into your pocket? And I was like, Oh, I mean, it still took me like four years after that to to pick something. But I, I'm a believer in it because it's like at the end of the day, especially with quarantine, like I love real estate. And if I sell a house and make money, but if I stop selling houses, I stop making money. And I just, I think it's important for everyone to have some backup plans, some, just some, some additional streams so that they know that money is coming in in, in many ways, you know?
0: Right, right. So tell us about building your team. Tell us about how you did it, how it's ran would you go back and change anything mm-hmm. how did you build your team
1: yeah that's a great question um so i did it wrong in the beginning <laughs> i feel like so i went to a keller williams event and i was looking at the stage and there's all these like agents selling like 500 houses and a thousand houses and i'm like what is the difference between me and them I'm like oh they have a team i got this i'm gonna go home get all my friends to get their real estate license and come work for me um not work with me work for me So my first team, I had all my friends, um, the entire thing imploded. I actually lost a really good friend out of it because I didn't know how to lead. I was like, you guys, we are going to sell 200 houses this year. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. I never asked them about themselves. I never asked how many houses they want to sell. And what would that mean for their family when they made that kind of money? And where did they want to go on vacation? Like I didn't really invest in the people. It was just like the, it was uh, to be totally transparent with you. It was too much ego. Um, I got knocked on my butt when it fell apart, and I was crying, and I was like, "What do I do?" And I realized like two things: um, I never set the expectation for them. I just I just told them what they were gonna do, but I never made it about them. Um, so setting the expectation was huge, and then setting a standard. So because i door knocked so much and i did open houses i just expected like everyone else can door knock 200 doors a week and three open houses reality is like no one's gonna do that besides me like i still don't know people that do that right so what i you can't and people are 1099 on a team so you cannot say you have to do three open houses a month you have to do you know but what you can say is the standard on the rachel adams group is that we do you know, three open houses a month. The standard is we report our numbers five days a week. The standard is we do script practice three mornings a week. So I got really crystal clear and like literally like taking a piece of paper and like drawing a line down the middle. Right. And going, this is what you can expect from me. And this is what I expect from you. So getting so clear on that was really, really important. Um, the way that I built it was my very first hire was a transaction coordinator. Um, I'm not good at details. Like I will forget most things. If you tell me, I like, I live and breathe by my calendar. I'm like a time blocking fiend. Um, but I, you know, like leads come in all, like if you saw my office right now, you'd be like, good gracious child. Like there are post-its everywhere and papers on the floor. And like, I'm not, I'm just not a detailed person. And so you need to hire someone that is. So my first hire was a transaction coordinator. So they're dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And I'm out there doing like my highest and best, which is, converting and, and building rapport. Um, and then the second hire for me was a showing agent and that was huge. I didn't bring on a buyer's agent. I brought on a showing agent. Um, I had this limiting belief that everybody only wanted to work with me. And I got to a point where, um, the reason I actually decided I was going to join it or bring on a team was that I, um, I, my standard of service started to drop. Like I had so much business coming in that I forgot to like unlock for an appraiser and I didn't install a sign. And I, you know, like when customer service matters so much and you drop the ball, you just feel like crap. And I was like, okay, what can I do to make a change? And I realized I needed support. And so I hired a showing agent and like, so Kristen, I'm going to pretend that you're my buyer. And then Jessica, you can be my showing agent. okay? Okay. So Kristen's in my buyer consult with me. And I'm like, Kristen, I'm so excited that we're going to help you find your dream home. You know, Kristen, the worst thing would be is that you want to see a house and I'm not available to show it to you. So, you know, this custom portal that we just set up for you. Yeah. So I want to introduce you to Jessica. And Jessica's in the, the consult with me and she like slides her business card across the table, right? And I'm gonna say, so this is Jessica. So she's actually been hired with you, Kristen, to work around your schedule to help you see all the houses that you want to see. So when you go to that custom portal, so right now I sent you about 31 houses. So most of my clients look at about six houses, sometimes they need to see eight. So to be extra safe, why don't you save your top 10 houses? And then what will happen is you're gonna shoot a message over to Jessica, and let her know you're ready to look at properties. And she's gonna set up all those showings for you. Now, as soon as you find the house you wanna see, you come right back to me. And. Honestly, it was like the script. I'm huge on scripts. I have a YouTube channel that's always jamming that has a lot of coaching and stuff. But one of the, with that script, what happened was instead of Kristen feeling like, oh my gosh, she doesn't have time for me. She's like, wow, she hired Jessica to work with me around my schedule. What she doesn't know is that I've also trained Jessica on how to time block. So Jessica is going to look at, when I said 31 houses, she'll send Jessica 20 houses. And then Jessica goes, oh, awesome. Okay, so in the consult, you said that you wanted to have an open floor plan and, you know, a one story, but you saved a bunch of two stories. So Jessica's going to help square the houses down because we are not the team that's going to show you 20 houses. Our time matters more and so does yours. Um, but you have to train them. They don't know what they don't know, right? So Jessica is going to teach her. Or teach, Get you, Kristen, to fine tune what you're looking for, and then when you send her the houses and you say, "Okay, I want to look at," um, you're gonna say, "Okay, so, um, Kristen, I want to look," or sorry, Jessica, I want to look at four houses on Saturday, six on Sunday, and two on Monday. Jessica's gonna check the seller schedule, and the seller is available from you know 12 to 5 on Saturday. Amazing! And so then she says, "Does the showings?" Um, she her job also is to call the listing agent, find out how many offers they have when they're. Ex- accepting offers, any terms they're looking for. Um, she sends me the agent one sheet so that I know exactly what the details are. Um, I'm super high maintenance. So I also will have her text me the name and phone number of the agent. So I don't have to like type it out myself. Um, and then, uh, she also will unlock for the inspections because that's like the bane of my existence. Unlocking and Avids are like the worst thing in my life, I think.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. So yeah. And we
1: doubled our business, that's when we went from the 39 to 109 with a showing agent. So what is your pay structure
0: for your showing assistant and how many do you have?
1: So we usually have two on the team who will show sometimes they're buyer's agents. Like now our all of our showing agents are also buyer's agents. They're just looking for some extra cash and stuff. Um, But to start, we just hired a showing agent and it's two different ways. So on our team, we pay them 20% of the commission, but it caps at $2,000. So our um, average price point is, in Sacramento, the average price points like 262. Mine's much higher than that for my team average because I tend to do higher price point listings. Um, we do all of, I mean, I've sold houses that are 86,000. I've sold houses that are like 1.7 million. Like I'm all over the map. Right. Um, and, um, it is, it's, for us, we do, yeah, so it's a 2,000, or it's a 20% of the commission, but it caps at $2,000. And then if it's a brand new home and they just like walk them in there, it's just a 5% consideration fee because they don't really have to do anything um, if they just are taken into a new home build. And then, but there's other agents, it's like to each their own, right? So there's other agents in my office and they do, they pay per door, they pay $25 a door. It really is up to you and the showing agent, like what you want to work out, um, the, there's different models around it and it's just really whatever your vibe is. So I think
2: agents get really freaked out in that spot but like between I'm working my own business and now I'm getting busy and I'm ready for a buyer's agent or ready for a showing assistant. So, and the showing assistant is like not so much in the model, it's kind of a newer thing. So like, what is, is there a level of, like maybe transaction count or volume that you feel like an agent should be
1: doing before would say they should get a showing assistant? Like how did they know that? So the new red book has the showing assistant model in it. It's like a big deal. Um, The number is eight. They say that an agent should be able to handle eight transactions. Um, before they need help. So it's usually eight. I mean and it's different for each person. Like I don't I don't even know how many I had, but I just knew that I was like dropping the ball and I was I was worried that I was going to affect my community negatively and I was like I can't do that. But 8 is the number. They say you should be able to handle 8 buyers with showings and everything before you need help.
0: Are you are you the only listing agent on your team? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So all of my agents, so we're, um, my maps, my, I've had a coach for the same coach for like six years and he's always trying to get me to change it. And the one thing I will tell you is like models are amazing. And at the end of the day, you have to do what works for you. Making sure that like your, you know, your ROI and everything is good. Um, I would honestly say like you, as long as it works in for your numbers, like you're good. Um, when we decided that we were going to expand the team and kind of build, um, we agreed that every agent is able to take listings, but I'm the lead listing agent. So I, and I get the most listings anyway, just because that's what I focus on. So if you're a buyer agent on my team, Lindsay, you can get a listing, but it's, it's the, I, I do, we do, then you do. So first I go on the listing appointment and you're coming with me as many times as needed. Then we do it. I start to say a little less, you start to say a little more, and then eventually you do it. And for you to be able to go on listings on your own and the split doesn't change. Um, you actually come to my own home and you present to me and Ryan, my husband, and you present to us. Um, and we are not easy.
0: (laughs) We're going to give you all
1: the objections.
0: I bet. I bet. So Tell us about your you and your husband's roles on the team. What does your husband do uh, on your team and in other businesses that you have? What What does he do?
1: Okay, so I feel I'm like I feel like that's such a loaded question. So Ryan is um, a mechanical engineer. So he's very detailed. He's very structured, and um. So we see things very differently. I'm like the creative one. I'm like, let's like, I'm the face of all the companies and kind of the sales, but he's like the back end and the brains behind it. So on the real estate team, he's our productivity coach and he oversees operations. Um, so he does the one-on-ones with all the agents and he makes these like super fancy spreadsheets and he's, he's brilliant. Um, and then on, uh, the coaching side, he just, he goes with me on all the coaching, um, the speaking events and sorry, different speaking. So on speaking, he comes with me on all those speaking events and he's like the best. He like makes sure I have my water and my lip gloss. And like, you know, he's just, he hands out flyers for our coaching and stuff. Like he's just like the best wingman ever. Um, and then with coaching, so really, really exciting. So with my coaching business that I had previously, he didn't do anything with it. I would just, cause I had the program before I met him um, and I created it. So what we're doing now is we have a new coaching company that I can't say the name of yet, but I'm so excited about it. And we have three different coaching programs that we're doing. Um, One of them is a social media masterclass that I'm doing. It's it's probably a six to eight week course. Um, we haven't dialed it in yet, maybe 10 weeks. I'm not sure, but it's like how to be proactive in social media versus reactive. Um, prepping out your content, making sure that you like, it is a place where referrals are going to flow from. And, um, but then we're doing deep dives into Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Cause those are my three, like literally how to start a YouTube channel from scratch, like all the things. Right. Um, and it's, it's, It's so exciting. Like I'm, I'm so thrilled about it. Like we got 123 referrals from social media last year. So it's, it's a really big piece of our business. And so I'm so stoked about the social part. And then, um, then the next program is actually with Ryan. So I was married before, like I said, and I learned a lot of what not to do. And when you're in real estate, you know, we grow at a really fast pace and we have a lot of personal growth. And when your spouse or your significant other is not growing at the same level, you're going to grow apart. And so, um, the next one, um, it's all about how you can have a big business, but an even better relationship. So it's truly, it's coaching for the couple. Um, and I'm like, I'm so passionate about it. You guys, like I want everyone to have the best, like I'm in the best relationship I've ever been in. Like, it's like movie book good. And doesn't mean we don't have issues, but like we have the tools to get through them and we're going to teach everybody how we do what we do and how we have marriage we have. Um, you know now we have a family and so it's it's a whole different thing and then the last one is um uh the so the three different programs but the and so ryan is going to be involved because all of these are being created now during covid which is super cool you should my living room's like nuts with like post-its and stuff i look like it's a beautiful mind with like all the things on the walls um but Um, he's kind of helping me craft each of the programs and like helping me with the flow. And then um, the only one he'll actually be on is the couples one. And then the last one is, um, I'm gonna be talking about referrals, um, planning client events. Uh, There is gonna be a social media aspect to it um, and team building. And so that's gonna be another coaching program where it's just real estate specific. So the social media one's gonna be for any industry. Um, the coaching one will be for any industry, but then the real estate one obviously will be specific to real estate. And then in the Monate team, um, we have six thousand people on that team. He is the guy who helps everybody understand their numbers and then how they rank in the company. So he is like the st- the strategy behind it. I'm like scripts, objection handlers, templates. I help everybody with their social media and launching their business. Um, and with right now with COVID, it's like I'm, we're having our biggest months we've had in the history of our company. During the pandemic, because everyone is realizing having a home-based business is like really important. So yeah, that's kind of his role and my role.
0: Nice, nice. So I kind of have like a, a, I have like two questions. Yeah. Uh, one goes with the husband role. So like my husband and I are partners. Um, he's our buyer's agent. I'm the listing specialist. Do you guys ever try to shut it off, like after hours, or if you're on vacation, or if my you're gosh. on spare time? Do you ever try to shut it off?
1: Yeah. I mean, that that's like one of the bigger things we talk about in our coaching is like how to set boundaries around work and your relationship, because I don't want to be in our bedroom talking about an agent on our team, like get out of my bedroom, you know? Um, so we have, we have set boundaries around when we talk about work and when we don't. So like mealtimes are reserved, um, exercise is reserved. Um, and then and bedtimes reserved. So like I stop working usually around seven, um, six or seven during COVID at six o'clock. Um, and I start working. So I, um, I'm on, un- I mean, granted, like everyone has their ups and downs. Like trust me, the first two weeks of COVID, I was just like cocktailing it up and <laughs> like kind yeah. of a, a- a beep show um and then we realized this is gonna last a little longer and so we're um we're just really intentional like my my so exercise time there's no cell phones at the dinner table like ever um and that that's been really really important for us so yes start meal times are sacred for us Um, we do a date night once a week on friday night um and that is good i mean to be honest though like work's gonna come in you can try your darndest to have boundaries and more you're still gonna be talking about like like it's like going on a date night so you can get away from your kid and all you do is talk about your kid it's like it's just it's part of life and you just have to remember like you were a couple before all this stuff happened and yeah, I, this is why I'm so excited to talk about the like coaching side of it because it's there's so many tools and things that we've created that make our marriage so strong and so special. And like other people are struggling with this stuff, and like we have to share.
0: Right, right. So tell us how your husband. So I'm a high D. Yeah. And my, my husband is not. So you, I mean, obviously you're 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 his you're his wife, you're his partner. How does he deal with a high D? Like, how do you guys like? deal with each other.
1: That's (laughs) literally right before we, you got on this call, like I got in trouble for something. Um, so I I feel like he should answer that question. Um, okay. So a lot of grace, open communication. Um, I tend to just go, go, go and do, do, do. And he's very, Methodical, anything sinks through. Like, we always say, like, Ryan, so you know, like, if you're gonna shoot a gun, you're like, ready, aim, fire. I'm like, ready, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Ryan's like, ready, bam. aim, aim, right. aim. And I'm right. like, okay, so you're already, we're already dead. Like, what are you yeah. doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we, we, we have really, we have to have, it's communication is like the key to it. So like, um, so we, if you've you ever taken the five love languages, that test, Gary yeah. Chapman, what's your, what's your top two?
0: Ooh, God. You remember?
1: I'm words of affirmation and gifts.
0: Yeah. Awesome, okay.
1: So I'm, we're both luckily our primary is physical touch, but then my secondary is words of affirmation and his secondary is acts of service. So, We know that we both need physical touch, and if I do something that so perfect example, um, okay, this is a great example. So, I'm always going and doing, and we, um, the way that our office is set up, so like my desk is right here, his is right here, and we face each other, but our computer desk, like our computers, kind of block our view. So, we work a lot of the times in the same office, except for I get whenever I'm on a call, I get booted because I talk too loud, (laughs) and then when I want to interview, he gets booted. Um, so right before this we were having an issue um, on the real estate team and we were talking through it and i was listening to him but then like i was done with the conversation so i just started like doing emails and then he knows though if there if he's going to give me some constructive criticism i need him to hold my hands like if i'm going to get in trouble for something i did i need physical touch and so he walks around he literally walked around to where my desk is held both my hands and he is like, okay, so I want to share say something that just happened. I'm like, Oh crap. So, cause I told him like, if you just tell me something, I'm not going to be listening to you. If I'm in work mode, I'm in work mode. I'm gonna be like, yeah, okay, babe. Or like, sometimes I just am like reading something on my phone and I'm not actually wanting his feedback, but I say something out loud and he's like the sweetest man in the world. So if I say something, he's like, Oh, like let me listen. I'm like, Oh no, that's not what that was. And so it's just like learning each other and figuring each other out. Um, it's really, really important. And so he, um, yeah. Like he, so he let me know that I, he hadn't finished his thought. And I was like, what if you give me like a word? Like, what if when you're done with a thought, you say pineapple or like something? So I know that like, we're done with the conversation. He's like, no, Rachel, just take a pause like a normal human. And I was like, okay. So it's just, it's the honest communication and like going, like knowing, like the worst thing in the world for me is when I hurt his feelings because I'm, I'm such a high D that I do like get shit done. Sorry, I just cussed on your podcast, but I just like, I just, it's what I do, right, <laughs> Angela? Um, it's what I do. And so good like-
2: saying, You don't have to
1: do So <laughs> I feel like I'm like getting comfortable now. I'm like, let's just really get into this. Um, it's the, you are going to rise or fall over communication with your spouse. And the biggest reason why I feel like our marriage works is we respect each other so much. And so I don't want to hurt him. And I know like all he wants is my time and being the face of four companies. I'm pulled a lot of times in a lot of different directions. So it's been really empowering for me to be able to say no to people during this. Is um, as, as long as we've been married, but also with COVID and stuff, I'm getting asked to do podcasts and like how long we booked this out like what three months ago or something. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't just just because it works for someone, it doesn't work. It doesn't mean that it works for me. And so I just I have to be so clear that everything I say yes to, I'm saying no to something else. And the number one thing that's most important for me to say yes to is is my my spouse. You know what I mean? And my kid.
2: So did I hear you say this is a second marriage? hmm Did you work together with your first husband?
1: Mm-mm. no. Um, he was an auto mechanic who quit his job um, two weeks after we got married. And that's when I was learning how to be in real estate. So I was like door knocking and doing all the things and working really long hours. And he was playing video games and eating pizza. So it was a very, very challenging space to be in and was your husband now in the business before you were together no no so he's a mechanical engineer so he sold commercial air conditioning equipment for 17 years um and it was kind of neat because every guy that i met when i was dating right i was like they were like i just want like a strong independent woman and then they meet me and they're like oh well maybe not that maybe you know what i mean um and so they But when I met Ryan, he was like, Okay, so I get it. These are your businesses. This is what you're doing. So how could you make it even better? How could you be even more successful? What does that look like? And so it was so neat because like the way he became our productivity coach is I was on a call with my business coach and I was talking about the agents. And I got off the phone and Ryan's like, So you just talk numbers with him? And I was like, No, I we were talking about clients and our agents and their feelings. And he was like, No, no, no. You were talking about door knocking. And if you door knock this many doors with this percentage of conversion, you make this much money. And I was like, I mean, I guess so, and I was like, "You're a new productivity coach." <laughs> um, that that wasn't without um, issue. Like, total transparency. I've never talked so much marriage on a podcast in my life, but this is so fun. Well, um, we we uh, so like that's kind of our mission behind our show is obviously we're for women. and
2: The feedback on my voice is so bad. Okay. I don't hear it. You don't hear it. It's so uh-huh. weird. Um. So you know, obviously we're four women, so we dive into the personal stuff more than probably anybody else does. But like, this is what we really love to talk about is the real so stuff good. behind <laughs> the business and like how our big, high very driven, wild personalities contribute to failures and friendships and marriages. Yeah. And it does a lot and it's real stuff. Yeah, totally. So thanks for being
1: candid. About yeah, that. for sure. There's no reason not to. He works with you in all four businesses. Yeah. So he does. Um, well, he doesn't, he can't do, I mean, the, the speaking, he's more of like a support role, I would say. Um, and then, um, for the coaching, he's now that we're doing all these coaching together, he's like in it, like he's learning all parts of it. And I'm like, I mean, I'm deep dive right now. Like he is involved in everything we're doing. And we're just right now we're working on the framework for all three of the courses. And then my favorite things like the marketing. So I had my marketing girl over yesterday and we were like diving into logos and stuff like that. Um, I'm just excited like that. I love selling houses and in a perfect world, I would have my team with the real estate team doing that. And I would just be doing coaching and money. Like that would be a dream for me, but I, I, I love real estate and I don't want to stop doing it. I just, I'm so passionate about the coaching side of it. So we saw
2: a post in the bold pivot where you were talking about having the big team and kind of breaking it back down. And, um, most, some of us, most of us have kind of struggled with that. Like there's this insane amount of pressure. I know. Like I'm a Keller girl in Colorado. Like I'm super colorized. I drink the Kool-Aid. I love Keller. But one of the things that I feel like is really hard about it is the constant feeling of inadequacy, because I constantly feel like my 300 units a year ain't shit compared to somebody else who's out running me all day long and they're bigger and better. And we have to push, push, push for more, more, more. So. Like, what is the makeup of your team right now? And how did you deal with the feeling of like getting over the idea of it having to be so enormous and coming to grips with the fact that it can be what you want it to be?
1: So it's a really good question. Um, my like closest friends in the company that do high level businesses like Ben and Cody. So like I'm dealing with people who are doing thousands of units a year. You know what I mean? Um, and, and they're the guys who were my mentors. Um, when I, cause I t- took a bold and they, they just, you know, they've been really influential for me. And then I have tons. I mean, I, ha- I founded the lady leaders of real estate. So I have like this phenomenal group of women and I found them, but I sought them out. I found the female leadership to be mentors for me. Cause it, when I was comparing myself to the guys, it was like thousands of units, bigger is better. Oops, sorry. I just had somebody call me, um, like build an army, right? Like it was just like so much. And I was like, I don't think I want an army. Like at first I was like, yes, more people, bigger, better. We can do this. This is amazing. Great, powerful, but more business, like bigger team is just more drama. And so I've gone through it where I've had 21 people on the team and it's like, I'm spending so much energy, like babysitting these people. And at the end of the day, like I cannot want their goals more than them. So what we did is we created a 90-day onboarding system. Um and that really was the biggest shift for me. I have six different sessions all of which are pre-recorded on video because I was every time I bring on a new agent it was six full days of my time. Six days of my time. Um and I can't give that that much time to agents anymore. I just can't. And so um what I did is I I took my six days of training and I put it into videos and then we have a workbook they download. So they get a workbook for session one. And that's all about like, you know, orientation, welcome to the team, positive affirmations. Like, and so there's session one, session two is an entire session on buyers. Sometimes it takes people a week. Sometimes it takes people two weeks. Sometimes it takes people four days. It just, just depends on what they want to put into it. So we created this 90 day onboarding system and then we have milestones they achieve on day 30, 60, and 90. Um, and that's in the herd for me so much because if they can't get through onboarding, they're not a fit and then it's mutual. On day 30, we have a check-in, how's it going? Day 60, how's it going? Day 90, how's it going? And if if it's not going great, then, it's not, then they don't get to go on the team. I mean, I'm not kidding you guys. I used to do new headshots every damn time I brought somebody on and I was like, this is stupid. This is so expensive. Now I'm like, after your 90 days, then you get to get your own headshot taken that you're paying for, not me. And you get put on our website after the 90 days. And then when I choose to do team photos, then you can partake in that. Um, So it, it really, I'm not over it, to be honest with you. I still feel the pressure. I just know more that my family and my happiness matters more than what someone else thinks. And I just remind myself that like, they're not paying my bills. They're not, you know what I mean?
2: And where are you guys at um, size-wise, team, like units, all the jobs
0: right now? There's
1: like 12 of us. Um, We'll probably do about 70 million this year. Um, But that's only four four of us are agents. The rest are like support staff and and nobody's full-time. Um, well, my, I'm sorry, my director of operations is full-time, but not right now during COVID. We took her down from salaried hourly. Like I had to really, really get, we called it lean and mean during COVID because I cannot have people on the team that are not closing deals. I can't. And it's not a fit for me and it's not a fit for them. And and in this season, we had some agents leave our team just last week and it was, it. none of them, it was mutual because it's like, look, if this isn't a fit for you, let's find what is. Because if if they're not showing up how they need to, it's not a fit for me, and it's not it's not beneficial for them either.
2: So how did you grow into that leadership? Because I heard you say when you first started the team, you weren't a leader, you didn't feel like a leader.
1: How did you get from there to here, where you are a phenomenal leader now? Oh, thank you. I'm still learning for sure. I miss I mess up all the time. <laughs> um, I leadership books, um, different leadership seminars, like going to coaching seminars and learning how to coach people effectively, um, like coaching skills camp and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm a student of the game, so I love to go to seminars. I really like, um, reading. I, um, I I also have been in coaching this whole time. So I've always had someone who's doing what I do at a high level better than me. And that's kind of why I founded the lady leaders of real estate. It was because like, I didn't have those women in my direct market that were like slaying it as a wife and a business owner and a mama. Um, and that's like, I was a 26 year old with no kid and a broken marriage, but I was like, I want to find the people who have the life that I want to have. And I'm going to aspire to be like them. And so I just took steps to like, how, what does it look like for you to do time blocking? And how does your business look? And what are you listening? Like what's your podcast you listen to? And I just asked him questions and then plug and play, right? It was it was pretty cool.
0: Um, so we were talking earlier about your team and what that looks like. What does the future look like for you? Are you gonna be getting out of production? Do you have a passion of staying in production? What does it look like for you? I mean
1: to be honest, like I I will be in production probably the next couple years, I would think. Um, I'm where I got the green light from my husband, uh, my husband, my husband and my hubby, my husband and I. He told me um, on Mother's Day he gave. I've been like trying to get, have an, him have another kid with me since Henry was four months old, and because I'm like, let's just knock it out. Like I would like to have two to three kids if I have a little girl next, I'm good. If I have a boy next and I'd like to have one more, I try to have a girl. If I have three boys, I'm a boy mom. Like I'm have my plan. Right. But for Ryan, like he is so funny because he would not let me, he was like, we're, we'll, we'll discuss it when Henry's nine months old. We'll discuss it when Henry's nine months old. This guy would not bend. I was, but I mean, he cast to stand up to me. Like he's the only person who can. Right. So he's like, Nope. Like this is what we're doing. And so, um, he, uh, yeah, so he, Said no, and then when on it happened to be that Mother's Day was Henry turned nine months old on Mother's Day, so he wrote me like a little card, and he's like, "I'm all in, like let's do it." So, um, we want to have another baby, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to feel the pressure that I have to set a baby down to go on a listing appointment, right? So having the people, the talent on my team, to know that they can do it, eighty um, percent as good as I do then I, I think I'll feel better. Um, but to be honest with you, like long, big picture, I won't be in production when that's going to be, I don't know, because I, I still, I love what I do, like helping sellers. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm a mush gush. Like I hug my people. Like I really, really love real estate. Like I genuinely love it. And I love the negotiating part of it. Like, I don't know. I I love it. So it's like, it's so fun too. And I also feel like in the coaching role, I really like to be able to tell them that I'm, Feet on the ground, like I'm in the field with you. I feel like that's powerful because I would say 98% of coaches I know they don't, they're not actually doing the business anymore. And not to say that you have to, and I think it's powerful if you are. We're all
2: afraid to talk because I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I have a question. So You're a coach, you run all these businesses, you have built a team from the ground up twice. Who do you look up to? Like, who's the person that you look up to? And then who's your number one person that you call and you just need a vent to?
1: For life
0: or for real estate? Everything. (laughs) Okay,
1: so my number one, like, girl crush who someday I want to meet is Jenna Kutcher. Do you guys know who that is? She's amazing. amazing. Yeah, if you don't know who she is, you will be obsessed with her. She's um a, she started with a small little Craigslist camera and built a um, six-figure photography business, and then she took that and went online. And she taught first. She taught people how to do photography. Um, so she did coaching with that. Then she did. She mastered Instagram. She actually went virtual because she had a picture she's like um she's a healthy thicker woman and curvy and her husband is just like fitness coach. So he's this rock and six pack. And there's a picture of her and her husband walking on the beach and she's this curvy mama and he's this like rock and six pack dude. And it went viral because some like haters were like, how'd you get him? Da 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 and they're this like amazing healthy marriage. And she had a bunch of fertility struggles, which I had some as well. Um, but she's all about body positivity, body image positivity. Um she's this like badass business owner. She has multiple houses. She has like six different streams of income. Um, so she's not in the real estate space but she's like Hands down my number one like Girl Crush entrepreneur. I'm like, yes, I'm actually redoing my website That's it's gonna look very similar to hers right now. I like sent my website designer. And he's like, what do you want your website to look like? And I was like, Jenna Kutcher.com. <laughs> so I'd say, yeah, she's my number one. And then who I call to to vent, um, depends on how big of a vent it is. Uh don't I don't do it a lot, to be honest. My husband's my go-to. Um, if I have like high level coaching problems, I talk to my business coach. Um, yeah. I mean, I I don't have, I have like, I call it like my board of directors that I wrote down. Um, and I I go to them. I also, um, I have a tribe in real estate of women. I connected with them through social media, um, or, or through social media. And then we met at, like family reunion and mega camp and it was like one person brought another person brought another person and so there's um seven of us and we call ourselves our tribe and we have a text message thread and they all came to my wedding in mexico we get together every every time we have a family reunion and a mega camp we do a meal together but we text all the time and then we one time a year we get together um just all of us girls and we um just spend like a weekend together and they're all, everyone has big businesses. Everyone's in different spaces in their business um, and uh, all over the country. And the, the thing is that when we get together, we very rarely talk real estate. It's just kids, marriages, dating, like it's, it's not about real estate. Um, we did just discuss recently though, that we want to make sure we celebrate each other's careers because we all work really hard but that's never been the foundation because some of the ones like some of the people in our, our tribe are like very well known um and we don't care it's not about that for us and i think that's like when you find your people it should like ne- the, the biggest people in my life that i truly truly can count on are the people who when something goes well they are cheering me on and when something's tough i can cheer them on like i had some really tough on my journey to have Henry, we had some really difficult things happen and, um, they knew about it and no, most other people didn't like, I never went on social media and talked about it. And I, and I don't plan to, it's just, there's certain things that I feel like, like with my business, like running as much as I do on social media, I'm very open, um, with most things. And then sometimes there's stuff that's like an absolute no-go zone for me. You know, you kind of have to protect that. I think. How has
2: being a mama
1: changed
2: all of this for you? Oh my gosh.
1: Um, It's definitely more challenging to stick to a schedule. (laughs) Um, I was really worried how it would affect my marriage because my marriage is so like incredibly important to me. And Ryan and I went to like marriage courses around being parents. Like we really, we do our research and we, like I said, I love, I love coaching courses. but, uh, to be honest, and I just like some women might like really not like this answer. It hasn't changed that much because I'm so committed to my time blocking that like, as long as like, I just, I have to get more done in less time. Um, it's really important to me to be a mom and to make sure that I like, like, I really like changing his diaper and I really like feeding him. Like I love putting him down for our naps and picking him up from his naps. Like, so for me, it's like, he, he's my like my energy source really. Um, And so it hasn't changed business that much, except where I just have to do m- m- more business in less time, but I'm getting it done because my priorities are really clear. And I have mom guilt all the time. So like when I'm working, I feel like I should be with my kid. When I'm with my kid, I feel like I should be working. So there's that too.
2: One more thing to add to the plate. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a, uh it's a lot being a mom and a wife and a business owner and you own multiple businesses on a huge scale. And I do really believe that women can have it all. But it's hard. It's
1: yeah. Hard. You can't have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's going to be seasons where your family is more in the forefront. And there's going to be seasons when your business takes, it needs a little bit of work. Like launching coaching companies are like a freaking crap ton of work and it matters to me and it matters to Ryan. And we know that our future is gonna be because of that. We get to go on the trips and do the things we wanna do with Henry because we have the financial means to do it because of the coaching. Right. And then, and it all funnels. Like the thing is everything that I'm doing, they work with each other. Like when I put I'm focusing a lot right now on my YouTube channel. When I put a YouTube video out, boom, I got three referrals for real estate and I got to build our industry. Like I'm so passionate about paying it forward to our industry because I love what we do. And then when you help someone build their business, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Well, I have a referral in California. I can't wait to give this to Rachel, you know, cause they want to thank you for your time.
2: Absolutely.
0: Right. Well... Thank you for coming on the show, Rachel. We are welcome. Like, to have a baby and a family <laughs> and to run so many businesses and to hear from you is just amazing. So we appreciate you coming. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. you. my pleasure. Mm-hmm. We hope you loved our show today. If you enjoyed it, do the homegirls a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Share this episode with all of your homegirls and friends, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HomeGirlCO.